Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> You're listening. Oh. You're listening to. You're listening to discourse. 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 From from NPR. NPR. Amaranek Public Radio. There's a song off John Mayer's album, Continuum, called Stop This Train. It opens with a neat acoustic guitar riff, ascending and descending quickly, while Mayer slaps the strings of his guitar like a drum. As the song's title suggests, he sings over and over about stopping some train. I have listened to Stop This Train an embarrassing amount of times. In fact, According to Last.fm, a music nerd service that tracks and analyzes your listening history, I've listened to it 149 times and counting. Multiply that by the 4 minute and 45 second runtime, and that's 856 minutes and 75 seconds of Stop This Train. I could imagine that half of those minutes were spent in frustration attempting to play the complex rhythms alongside Mayer and ultimately quitting before I even got to the bridge. So what train exactly is he talking about? I didn't know for a while. Maybe it was the train he took to and from Berkeley College of Music, where he studied for two years before dropping out, or between stops on world tour. Things only he could relate to, because it was his song. His lyrics. His memories. Meyer is from Bridgeport, Connecticut, not all too far from where I grew up. He grew up a rebellious teenager, where all he ever wanted to do was just play the guitar. He resented conformity, the social norms that are preached to you in high school. Good grades get you into a good college, which gets you a good job, all of which are the formula for a successful life. Yet, despite Mayer's resentment towards this socially constructed definition of success, he cherished a lot from his home life. Here's Mayer when I saw him in concert in July of 2019, introducing Stop This Train and its inspiration to the audience. I don't know, being in my late 20s. And the trick about being in your late 20s that it's the first time that you go to access some of your memories and they come up error 404 file not found broken jpeg icon and that's a very scary thing because that was what you held on to well every christmas time have yourself oh i remember i can smell the carpet i remember every hallway in the house and then you get into your late on that humid summer night in 2019 he confessed to the arena of 18,000 people about just how often he longingly recalled his childhood, particularly the Christmas days of his youth. The pungent smell of pine needles, the aroma of gingerbread, the texture of the bristles of the shag carpet. The song's lyrics reminisce on the once vivid recollection of these moments and how, over time, they fade. And that can be hard to deal with. Our entire lives were aboard this train. Here's Mayer again. Then you get into your late 20s, and I just think it's based on how long the boat trip is. You can't see 
the harbor behind you. You can't see where you left from. And that's a very frightening And thing. as this train chugs along, we begin to forget its past stops, all the while unaware of our final destination. It's inevitable, though, that you'll have a day here and there where one of those stops comes back to you. It'll creep from the back to the forefront of your mind unprovoked. Perhaps it was a stop from five, ten, even fifteen years ago. Most people have felt a wave of nostalgia at least once or twice before. I often find myself within nostalgia's grasp when driving down a forgotten road or rewatching an old animated film on the same couch as I did so in my early childhood. No matter the circumstance that presents me with the notion of nostalgia, I have a playlist that perfectly embodies this feeling, among many, many others. If I opened Spotify right now and clicked Create New Playlist, the playlist would automatically title itself My Playlist 297. Yes, that means it would be the 297th playlist I've ever made. Its 296 predecessors were all crafted with care, all with their own unique purposes. I'm sure to the average person, 297 playlists is an obscene number of playlists, which, honestly, I can't disagree with. But that's not going to stop me from creating playlist 298 or 299, or even the third centennial of my universe of curated music. My playlists aren't simply recaps of my recent listenings or top songs of the week. Rather, they're an anthology of feelings. The playlist-making process involves me investing anywhere between 15 minutes to two hours on Spotify, carefully compiling music that, inexplicably, depicts moments I missed or that I couldn't stand to let die. But recently, my mind has been drawing a complete blank. I've hit a wall. No matter how hard I try, my feelings aren't as easily translatable into musical form as they once were years ago. Like, Say I'm making a playlist that encapsulates the aura of an old playground around the corner from my house. I'll add a few songs, and I'll remember the feeling of the wood chips. A couple more songs in, and I remember the feeling of the calluses on my hand after swinging on the monkey bars. But then I'll try to remember, say, the slide. Was it red? Blue? Did it swirl, or did it go straight down? I get stuck. There are suddenly no songs equivalent to what I'm trying to remember. Then I'll just think, what's the point of making this playlist if I can't get it over a handful of songs? What's the point of trying to hold on to a memory when there's not enough memory in my head to hold on to? Music was my coping mechanism for losing these little moments. So when I couldn't grapple with a feeling, or when I lose touch with a memory once so vivid, I would get so angry because I couldn't bring it back to life with a playlist. And whenever I wanted to relive a feeling, or a moment, 
or simply wanted to leave the present and travel back in time, I would listen to the playlist that sufficed for how I felt. I became removed from the present and stuck in this in-between, a world of melodies and lyrics that weren't real and weren't there, no matter how much I wanted them to be. Stuck in this endless time loop, like when you're on a train facing the direction you came from, but just keep going backwards, further and further and further away. I'll let Mayor explain. I spend more time in my memories holding on to these little things, and I think that's okay, you know? And when they first start to disappear, not disappear, but you just can't reach them whenever you want, that's just a scary, scary thing. And I wrote about that, and I was obsessed with it for a few years. Like, there are times... I'm not a successful musician. I dabble in a few instruments, per se, but I don't have multiple platinum albums or seven Grammys or millions of followers on social media. But like John Mayer, I find it hard to reckon with the train I'm currently aboard. For so long, I felt like I was losing hold of my past destinations that make me who I am. I hated that I couldn't remember what I wore on my second grade birthday, or the smell of the kitchen from my grandparents' old house. As silly as it sounds, those minuscule happenings grounded me. I craved familiarity and despised change. So whenever I couldn't craft a playlist that perfectly described a particular memory I felt I had to remember, I was reminded of the train I'm on. And that train won't stop, no matter how much I want it to. There's a brief lyric change in Stop This Train. A simple grammatical switch that's easy to miss, yet holds so much importance. The first chorus concludes with a desperate plea. Quote, but honestly, won't someone stop this train? Unquote. Yet by the end, Mayer switches it up with his... Epiphany. Quote, because now I see I'm never going to stop this train. Unquote. Mayer might have made that realization within the song's five minute span, but it's taken me the better of four years to make it myself. There's been a lot of reflection, a lot of listening to Stop This Train, and a whole lot of playlists in realizing that my selective memory doesn't discount what I've lived through. That even if I can't translate minute moments and feelings into a cohesive collection of music, doesn't mean I'm losing those moments and feelings forever. The truth is, I'll always be aboard this train. In a few months, I'll graduate high school. In a few more, I'll move into my Cornell dorm room for my freshman year of college. And just because in, say, 10 years, I can't remember the feeling of my black robe I wore on graduation day, that doesn't mean I've lost that memory altogether. My life experiences cannot simply be quantified by lists upon lists of songs. I've come to terms with the fact that Growing up means you're going to lose those little moments. But that doesn't mean that they were never there. 